Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Select a bit. I'm joined again by Greg Browning. How's it going, Greg? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. You okay? I'm good, thanks. Just a wee turn, for, turn in the weather isn't particularly pleasing me much, but we can't, <laughs> com- can't complain with it loads of sunshine here in the, the west of Scotland, so can't really complain, I don't suppose. No, it's been good, so it's been pretty cloudy right now, so back to, back to the grind. <laughs> Indeed, uh, and we're delighted to be joined by Grant again, who's otherwise known as Slips Tips. How's things with you, Grant? Yeah, good, thanks. Like yourself, sort of sad to see the Scottish heatwave leave us, but <laughs> nice to see the football calendar beginning to fill up. Yeah, we were just talking about that before we came on air there, about the number of leagues that are kind of kicking back into action, certainly over this weekend and um, next weekend, so we should certainly have plenty to get our teeth in in the, the weeks and months ahead, hopefully all things going well. Yeah, I think I was a bit... Um a bit unkind to some of the leagues returning, I think. I think I said a lot of the games this weekend are all the shite was the words I used. I think so the words you used was pish, maybe. Pish was it. Yeah. So lots and lots of leagues returning, lots of games this weekend, but it is going to be pretty tough for punters getting involved in these leagues unless they're actually taking the time to, to look at them. Yeah, and that's obviously the advice we give every week is just to try and pick a league or a niche and, and get to know that really, really well. But I suppose with the introduction of more and more leagues, it gives you more scope uh, to look at some of these leagues. But sometimes, as we've also discussed on the podcast, there can be too many games. Less is more. Yes. Yeah, I'd agree. <laughs> and we are uh, going to advocate that this week by sticking with Belarus, obviously, with Greg. Of course. And uh, Grant, you're going to take us through a couple of bets in Germany again. Yeah, back to the, the Bundesliga for me. A couple of good weeks. So, yeah, here's hoping we can get another couple of winners from the Bundesliga. Yep, Hertha Berlin delivered the goods last week again, I think. Is that the third week in a row, maybe, Hertha? Yep. Fast becoming my beloved Terfa Berlin. Yes. <laughs> Must have a strip now, Grant, surely. <laughs> Getting to yeah. that stage, yeah. But they did leave it late last weekend, but yeah, got there in the end. Yeah, I'd almost written off that bet, to be fair. Uh, in fact, I did write it off. I'd kind of stopped watching the game. It wasn't until later that I'd seen that the second goal had come in, which must have been, was that was it an injury time? Yeah, I think it was 93 minutes there or thereabouts. So, yeah. As the saying goes, right the late goals are great goals. Yeah, they'll absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so it was a couple of wins uh, on the Hertha game last week at 10, 11, and 45. So well done on that. And they are in your sights again this week. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, I'll be bagging my Hertha Berlin drum again this weekend. <laughs> so they're at Borussia Dortmund this weekend. Yeah, um, that's the evening game on Saturday. Um, should be a cracker, I think. It's definitely one that could be worth watching, really entertaining game in prospect yeah both teams have been banging in the goals I think it's 11 and 4 since we returned for Hertha isn't it yeah they've been really sort of scoring freely over the last few weeks um, and Dortmund as we know are one of the best teams in the division and Europe for that matter so yeah points towards a cracker yeah, Dortmund rattled in goals last week although I felt a wee bit sorry for Paderborn they just kind of lost the plot in the last 10 minutes there but um Certainly in this fixture, there's a there's a good history of goals. Seven of the last eight have been both teams to score. So, of all the games this weekend, this might be the one worth watching. Yeah, um, definitely one I'll be um, taking a keen interest in. Um, and Hertha, they really have been 
excellent value for, for punters since the, the Bundesliga got back up and running. They've taken 10 points from 12 since the restart. They've been scoring goals and they find themselves undefeated in their last seven now. Um, they were looking over their shoulder a few weeks ago, but they're up turning form. Now sees them just four points off the the final European place. Um, they do undoubtedly face their toughest test under their new boss this weekend when they travel to Dortmund. Although Dortmund's title hopes were dashed by Bayern Munich last midweek, they, as you mentioned, they hit back by hitting Padawan for six last Sunday. Um, and Dortmund do have plenty to play for as well. The top four races quite tight in Germany, so Dortmund still have work mm-hmm. to do. Um, and they are coming into this game having won seven of the last eight, so they are still in good form despite the setback against Bayern, but I do think Hertha could have their moments in, in this match. They do carry an attacking threat of their own. They've scored at least two goals in, in each of their last six Bundesliga matches, and, and they are unbeaten in their last seven on the road as well. I'm not going to be bold enough to back here to, to win the game or take anything from it, um, but I do think they can keep it competitive. And there's one angle that appeals when using Bet365's Bet Builder feature. Mm-hmm. The combination I like the look of is Hertha Blind to score at least one goal in the match and for them to take two or more corners, and that pays four to five. So Hertha have scored 16 goals in the last 16. I'm sorry, their last six games. Um, whilst they've avoided defeat, they've also managed to score in each of their last eight away matches. Um, and this bet would have actually landed if you'd taken that approach with Paderborn last week, who managed to score and they managed to pick up a couple of corners. I just think Hertha Berlin should provide much stiffer competition this weekend. So it's a, it's a bet that I think could be worth looking at. It was a bet that I... Um, included in my match preview on the Mr Fixit site when Hertha played away at Leipzig last midweek and it, it landed with ease. Hertha scored twice, they, they took seven corners. And I just think there's enough quality and confidence in, in the Hertha Blind camp for them to get on the, the score sheet here and both teams have scored in, in seven of the last eight meetings between the pair as well. Yeah, I see. I think it's only three away games all season that Hertha have failed to score in. Yeah, there's, they've been really great value for goals throughout the season. Um, really sort of goal-heavy. And that was, that's was that been the case either side of the break. Um, so I think just given the sort of wealth of attacking talent that will be on display in this game, that's, it definitely could be one for punters to get on the bet builders and to hopefully see plenty of goals in attacking action. Yeah, it's, a it's quite a little. It's quite a good bet builder I like the look of actually in terms of a team to score and team corners. It's quite a nice little double actually. And I think that's probably going to be quite a popular double moving forward in terms of that market of a team to score in corners. Like you say, Grant, I think Hertha um, more than capable of scoring, and I think two corners. Anybody could get two corners in a game. Yeah, yeah you're not asking for too much there. You're I think. not at all, are you? Yeah, I think two is. As we said, Paderborn last week they managed that. So mm-hmm. yeah, here's hoping Hertha can do similar. I think it's a good use of the bet builder. You know, you often see people on Twitter or whatever putting up bet builders that are kind of World Cup bet builders. You know, they're fifty-one yeah. shots or sixty sixty-one shots. But actually, if you just knuckle down and you know don't get greedy, 
then there are some nice little bet builders that you can find in there. And I say, I think as, as Greg mentioned, it's probably one that we'll maybe come back to in terms of that format. Team is to score and to win corners combined, you know, gives you something that's backable as a single. Yeah, and as we said at the, the, the top of the, the podcast, sometimes less is more. And I think that can be the case with bet builders um, as well. If, if you just... If you just take a, a patient approach, sometimes that is easy to get carried away on. Them, yeah, though. yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. It's as I know, done. as I know to my cost every weekend. <laughs> but anyway, so that's the first one for the Borussia and Hertha game: is a bet builder of Hertha to score and to win two or more corners. Yeah, that's pays four to five with bet three six five. Okay, and you're also going to stretch that a wee bit further uh, on the corner market. Yeah, going to um, back Hertha to. Go one better and take three or more corners um, in this match. They did manage seven away at Leipzig, who are a really good side, as we know. They also managed six away at Hoffenheim in their away game previous to Leipzig. That's two teams who do line in the top seven, as it stands. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hertha have the averaged six corners a game over their last four matches. Having watched quite a bit of them, they're a team who... They press high up the pitch, they they win the ball, they, they go in the attack really quickly. And it's also worth noting that Schalke, who are a team who are really out of sorts at the moment, um, certainly form-wise the Bundesliga, probably the worst side at the moment in terms of how they're performing. But they managed to hit two corners at, at, at this venue um, a few weeks ago on the first weekend back when they travelled to Dortmund. So I'm happy to, to back... High flying Hertha Berlin to to hit three plus and that's eight to eleven with Skybet. Okay, nice one. Um, next up, we're going to look at Leipzig's game v Paderborn. Yeah, Leipzig go into this weekend lying third in the Bundesliga. They play host to Paderborn, who are lying bottom of the table. Julian Nagelsmann's side have really lit up the Bundesliga for long spells this season, but they're Failure to win any of their last three home matches has taken them out of the, the title picture in Germany. They haven't pressed in this season's Champions League, as we've seen, but they still have work to do if they want to qualify for next season's competition. So although they're unbeaten since the restart, as I mentioned, they've not won at home. They have looked better on the roads. They won away at Mainz. Uh, they won away at Cologne on Monday night. And they've scored nine goals across those two games. Unsurprisingly, they're huge favourites here against the Paderborn side to prop up the table, and it looks like they're going to be set for a swift return to the second tier in Germany. From a, a bent perspective, punters will have to dig deep here to try and find some value in this fixture. But having attempted to do that, there is one angle I do like the look of, and that can be found in Skybet's request a bet market. So the bet that I quite like the look of here is Leipzig to score two plus goals, Leipzig to take five or more corners, and Paderborn to pick up 20 plus booking points, and that pays 10 to 11. And my thinking behind that is Leipzig's tally of 70 league goals this season is only bettered by Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund. And all but two of Leipzig's league wins this season have been by two or more goals. And it was quite interesting to read that across their last three Bundesliga matches, they've had 50 attempts on goal. So they've really been 
um, on the front foot and I expect more of the same this weekend when they come up against the Paderborn side who have the joint worst away record in the Bundesliga. From the corner kick point of view, Paderborn matches have featured an average of 12.4 corners per game this season and that's the highest in the Bundesliga. If you break that down a bit further, it can be seen that Paderborn concedes an average of 6.9 per game while Leipzig are hitting 5.4 on average. And I think it's also worth noting that Paderborn are they're one of the most ill-disciplined sides in the division. They've racked up 66 yellow cards this season, so they're collecting over to a game. And you've got to fancy they'll, they'll be on the back foot for long spells in this game, and, and they might need to put the boot in to try and contain Leipzig. And again, a bit like Dortmund, Leipzig still have plenty to play for. Um, so that combination with Sky Bets, I think, could be a nice way of trying to squeeze some value out of this fixture. Yeah, I mean, it's a game that Leipzig's home form, as we've touched on, has been pretty poor. And if they're going to turn that around, then it's a perfect fixture for them to do so. Um, they're as short as 1-7 to win on Saturday. So being able to find any kind of bet in this game is going to be tricky. Yeah, certainly looks like a, a big mismatch on paper. And yeah, if Leipzig want to ensure they're, they're back in the Champions League next season, then yeah, they'll, they'll have to address their home form and they'll have no better chance to do that than when they play Paderborn I think some of the key stats coming out of Germany over the last five weeks anyway obviously I think we spoke last week that the volume of home wins is extremely low Uh, I think that continued last week but interestingly this week something that I didn't take into account was the card count the card count in Germany is actually higher behind closed doors than what it was before lockdown which I think is really interesting. I think a lot of punters were worried that no fans, no crowds, it may have an impact on the players and we might actually see lower card counts. But I think at the moment, the card count's actually higher. I was just going to ask Grant if he had priced up that um, as a bet builder on Bet365 at all. I've not. Um, the reason for that, at the time of recording, there was the team card markets wasn't up yet so yeah definitely worthwhile maybe having a shop around once other bookies start releasing the markets there so yeah it might be a good idea to do that yeah i'm just having a look myself while we're talking here and the card market still isn't up yet so um yeah once that's available that if it becomes available which i assume it will um yeah. it might be just worth comparing that against the uh, sky bets price of 10 to 11. yeah definitely worthwhile having a, a shop about to try and get the best value Okay, good stuff. So that's a couple of bets in Germany for us. Now we're going to move on to Belarus with Greg. Yeah, so match day 12. I can't believe that's match day 12 already. <laughs> I think this is our, what, seventh podcast in Belarus now, is it? Yeah, something like that, yeah. I think Seven match day five was the first. Yeah, so it's going really well. I think um, last weekend, a bit of a mixed weekend, but again, overall, it was still profitable. One. I think Belshina brought the nap in on Saturday. Unfortunately, I think we're corner shot in that game for the other two games. That's the two bets, sorry. I thought Belshina were going to deliver us that first win, but they, <laughs> the portal crashed again. They did, they absolutely the crumbled. I'll speak a bit more about them in the in the match previews, but yeah, they threw away a two-goal lead to <laughs> remain bottom, and I think they're looking dead and buried, to be fair. Yeah. So they hit another five corners at the weekend, which is good. Um, one shot for six and one shot for... I think it was 10 match corners. The, the only real disappointment last weekend was the Dynamo Minsk match. 
against Shakhtar. That only delivered seven corners, which is a bit disappointing. But on Sunday, I think we had a full house on Sunday. This lot um, delivered us, I think, five cards, actually. Um, they delivered the 30-plus booking points at 10 to 11. And obviously the Brest derby um, landed corners for us on, on the Sunday. Should I think we had a sound effect prepared for that, shouldn't we? We should have. <laughs> it didn't go tits up at least. Which is <laughs> boom, boom. So that delivered 11-plus corners at even money. And also threw in there on the Sunday on Twitter, um, Root Brest to hit five or more corners at even money, uh, based on the fact that Dynamo Brest just seemed to concede so many corners every week. So, all in all, a decent enough weekend, and I was pleased, obviously, with the, with the way it finished with the full house on the Sunday. A couple of observations. I think Bat won again, um, albeit a kind of scabby 1-0 at home to Islock. That's them now eight wins and two draws. They are leading the league, and I think, I know it's early in the season, but I'd be very, very surprised if they didn't win their 14th championship in 16 years, I think it is, or something like that. Yeah. So I think you're looking at Shakhtar and Energetic behind them to try and give them a bit of a title challenge. Um, Shakhtar's defence, though, is just incredible. Nine clean sheets in 11 matches. They've only conceded them two goals, so I dispute if anyone can find me, after 11 matches in the league, a better defensive record of three goals conceded. Um, and on that note, I'm actually going to go against the grain. I've got a bet, I'm actually betting against Shakhtar, uh, which we'll discuss in a minute. Yeah. And as we said, Belshina... They look dead and buried. You can't be 2-0 up at home, bottom of the league, and throw away a a two-goal lead. So they're they're really struggling. Um, Finally, Smolovici returned from their week layoff due to Minsk having the COVID um, two-week break. They hit six cards at Torpedo last week. That's not like them. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. So um, there was no value in that game. I did look at the cards for the Smolovici match last week, but I think there was something like... Four to nine to hit three cor- to hit three cards. Yeah. Obviously, in hindsight, they've, they've absolutely hammered that in. But um, the, the, like we said last week, the value on the card markets now is starting to disappear. So you really have to try and dig deep and be inventive to try and find something on on the card markets in those matches. Yeah, I see from your spreadsheet that Smolovici are averaging four point three cards per game, which is probably <laughs> the highest in Europe, probably as well. <laughs> yeah, that, happy to be challenged. It will take some beating to be that consistent across what went eleven games or something now. Uh, sorry, ten games they've played. Uh, yeah, ten. Yep. Forty-three cards in that period. So this weekend, match day twelve, we've got one match on Friday. I think. Um, that three is on three on Saturday and four on Sunday. Yeah. Or four Saturday, sorry, three Sunday. So. First match for me is on Saturday, and it's a two o'clock kickoff between Isloch and Root Brest. So now I know I noticed that you're calling them Isloch now. Yes, some I have. So I've been listening to um, an Isloch podcast, um, the <laughs> English account. So I listened to that this morning, and was very very keen to listen to the pronunciation of some of these names. So it's Isloch, and. Uh, you might get some new uh, pronunciation as the podcast develops. <laughs> What's the name of the podcast? We'll give them a shout out. It's the Isloch English account. So if you think you just put Isloch into, into Twitter, okay. it's their English language account. Okay. Um, so I think at the moment, it's probably an English language account for every team. 
And I know you mentioned this last week on last week's podcast about giving these guys a mention. So mm-hmm. the guy that runs the Shakhtar account as well. Um, so I'm speaking to quite a few of the guys and they, they do a cracking job because obviously my Russian's not great. Your English <laughs> isn't, great. Russian. <laughs> isn't great. No, it's not. You're right. <laughs> so they, they do a great job keeping us up to date on what's going on. So um, give these guys a follow. Absolutely. Okay, so the first game is Isloch v Rookbrest. v Rookbrest, yeah. So last weekend I had Isloch to get three cards at Bat Borisov and they kind of went one better than that. They actually got two men sent off. So I've had a look through their team at the moment and the form-wise are not doing great. They've lost four of their last five matches. But interestingly, looking at last week's sending offs, it's not what they're looking for. So they have lost experienced defender Yunusovic, he has played eight games this season and he's their centre-half. He's suspended. Their top goal scorer, Momo Yansani, he has scored four goals. He's their top goal scorer, has played all 11 matches. He's suspended. We've got another defender, Sergi Konsevei. He is also suspended. He's had four bookings now. He got a booking, his fourth booking at Bat Borisov last week. So he, he sits out this one due to suspension. And they've also got another few guys, um, Janusz, Ryback and Marcus, who are all injured. So they're missing probably four or five guys that play every week in that team. They've got quite an old team, to be fair. The guys that are missing, they're all kind of mid, <laughs> mid-30s. mid They're probably at my age, actually. So I think they've got one of the Don't oldest teams hey, in the league. Come on, come on. <laughs> So, just, just as well, this isn't uh, on video. It's just an exactly. audio podcast. Nobody can see <laughs> how, how old off. you actually are. <laughs> so they're missing a lot of crucial, crucial players, especially if you're missing three strikers who've scored more than half your goals. Not a good start. And they're, they're literally missing three of their usual back four. Mm-hmm. So it's quite an interesting way to look at this match. Um, they do have a very talented youth team in terms of the reserves. It's lost. They're sitting second top in that league. Um, so some of these guys are going to step up. So it'll be interesting to see who comes in for the kind of five or six players they've got missing. Yeah. But on the betting front, obviously Rook Brest did well for us last week, delivering six corners. And in their away matches this season, they've hit six, four, four, nine, four, and four. So the, so they've hit four away away corners in every away match this season. And overall this season, they're hitting six point one team corners on average. So I just feel that with Islots not in great form, missing pretty much the spine of their team, they're missing obviously five or six players. I think the Rook Brest could go there and get a result. So a bit like Grant's take on the Bundesliga, I was looking for a Rook Brest double chance and Rook Brest to hit four corners double. But unfortunately, can't find it anywhere. So we may have to wait a little bit closer to Saturday to see if any bookies offer that. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those markets where you're going to have to do your search high and low to find it. It's not. It could be on a request to bet through any of the, any of the bookies. Um, so keep an eye out. But in in the, in absence of that, um, Rook Brest away form is actually really impressive. We've only lost one of their six away games, two wins, three draws, and one defeat. They don't score many goals though. Rook Brest pretty toothless up front, but I do think they can go there and take advantage of Isloch, um missing personnel. So I'm going to take Rook Brest to hit five or more corners at 10 to 11. And bearing in mind they've already hit four in all f- six away games this season, we're just asking them to get to five, and that pays yeah. 10 to 11 with Skybet, which I think is worth taking on. Okay. 
And finally in this match, it's my first venture into the win-draw-win markets in Belarus. So it's taken me, what, seven weeks to finally tip a team to win. <laughs> but I'm going to take Root Brest for small stakes to win at 6-4. to four. Now, it was 6-4 to four when I mentioned this last night. I think it's now to 6-5 to five in some places. So I think as the approach kick-off on Saturday, there's a very good chance Root Brest could go off odds on. Yeah, they're as short as 23-20 actually with uh, Bet365, so there's obviously been some money. Yeah, I think that's been the that's been the case pretty much through every tip I put up every week is the money comes in for it um, come kick-off. Um, I think Bill Belshina last week went off at 4-5 and sorry, market-wise started at 4-5 and went off a shot to 1-3. to three. Yeah. So again, I'll just keep repeating myself, try and get these on as early as you can because they will definitely drop in value come kick-off on Saturday. Indeed. OK, so the next game we're going to look at is Dynamo Bresk v... Sorry, Dynamo Bresk v FC Minsk, which is the 6pm kick-off on Saturday. So I've called Dynamo Bresk the Corner Kings, but that is actually true now. They are the Corner Kings of Europe. No side has seen more corners in their matches this season than Dynamo Bresk. They're hitting 13.7 corners per game. Um, they've seen 11 or more corners in all 11 matches. They've seen 12 or more in 10 of those 11 matches. And they've seen eight or more, sorry, 13 or more in eight of those 11. And I think, as I said last week and the week before that, and the week before that, they just concede so many corners, but they're also hitting really impressive numbers too. Mm-hmm. So at the moment, they're hitting 6.5 team corners per game, which is the highest in the Belgian Premier League. But they also have the highest conceded. They're conceding on average 7.2 corners a game, which is huge. Yeah, it's massive. I mean, it's who's nearest? Energetic was 6.9. Um, but to be top of both of those tables is quite something. And it's, it's difficult to look away from this match. I've backed them pretty much every week and it's delivered. And looking at their, their home form for corner-wise... Corner um, all six games have seen at least 12 corners in them. They've mm-hmm. 13, 13, 16, 16, 12 and 17. I think at home they've hit 48 corners, which I think works out about just under eight corners per game. But they're also conceding corners though. They've conceded 37 at home across those six matches, which works out at just under six corners conceded per match. So I'm more than happy to take the match corners again in this match. So FC Minsk obviously had a two-week break. They are probably about two weeks off the pace in terms of obviously games played. But they got a really good result last weekend, sorry, Monday, against Slutsk when they won 1-0. So first week back, great for them to get three points. And their corner stats to be for themselves. They've played five away games this season and they've delivered five or more corners in four of those five matches. So given Dynamo Brest's inability to defend corners as such, I'm happy to take FC Minsk to hit four corners here at 10 to 11. Now, a few guys pointed out that they only got one corner at home to Slutsk on um, on Monday. Mm-hmm. But I'm not reading too much into that. I think that's just one match out of the ones they've played so far. Um, and it doesn't really skew the data too much. So I'm quite happy to take FC Minsk. Purely in the, purely in the fact that one... FC Minsk are back. They won last weekend. They are hitting corners in their away games. And also, it's really high to sh- hard to shy away from Dynamo Breast's um, corner record so far this season. 
Okay, so that's two bets in that game? Yeah, two bets. So 11 plus corners at 10 to 11. Now, that was 10 to 11 when I tweeted this on Tuesday. It's now 4 to 5. Okay. And I'm taking FC Mins to hit four or more corners at 10 to 11. Okay, and our weekly podcast wouldn't be our weekly podcast without a mention of Belshina's match. <laughs> um, I nothing really need to say about Belshina. No. Last weekend, though, must be bitterly disappointing for them. 2-0 up at home. I actually fancied them last weekend to get a result. I think yeah. Slavia's form hadn't been great. They'd only won 1-7. It was an ideal opportunity for them to to get that first win of the season and start kind of clawing back the gap between the sides above them. But as Belshina often do, 2-0 up, and they've just collapsed again in the last 15 minutes. I think uh, Slavia scored two goals in the last 10 minutes and they scored a, a last-minute winner um, to make it 3-2. So yeah. b- bitterly disappointing for them. If nothing else, just purely because we mentioned them every week, I was desperate for them <laughs> <laughs> to at least get their the first win of the season and just see if they could get off that bottom spot but it wasn't to be and I think the bookies have lost some faith in them as well because they were they weren't that big a price last weekend at home but they're now 13-2 this week to win in Sunday yeah they're a huge price this weekend and I think Dynamo Minsk for me are far too short I wouldn't be back in Dynamo Minsk at 1-3 that's for yeah. sure yeah. and don't get me wrong I'd, I'd expect Dynamo Minsk to get a result here but again it's another corners bet for this match involving Belshina so although Belshina are bottom of the league of 16 they have the sixth best record in terms of team corners. So they've hit 5.9 team corners a game this season so far. They've hit four or more corners in eight of their 11 matches. And they've hit five or more in their last six games. So when I saw the prices for this match, I must admit I was really, really surprised. You're getting Belshina, or sorry, you were getting Belshina, four plus corners at even money. So even money for a team at home a team that's delivered five or more corners in its last six games and it's hit four or more in, what, 73% of its games. I think it's a silly, silly price that the Skybet have offered for this one. Yeah, regardless of opposition, it just looks silly and the fact is, as you said, you know, Minsk just look way too short. They do, I think, and Minsk got battered last, um, really poor last week as well. So looking at Belshina for this match, no surprise here. Going for Belshina, four-plus corners, was even money. I think it's now 10-11. to 11. And Belshina, five-plus corners at 2-1. to one, And I think that's now 15-8. to eight. And that 15-8 to eight looks massive. And I, I would, wouldn't be surprised at all if Belshina even hit more than the five. But I yeah, think but the four-plus evens is definitely worth taking on. I was going to say that, obviously, every week we've kind of seen punters go above and beyond what you're tipping in terms of numbers of corners or cards. And this looks like this week's version of that where... Four, five, six, seven might be worth covering for smaller stakes. Yeah, definitely. I think there's no reason, I think you just said at the start of the podcast, if it's not broken, don't fix it. I think there's no reason for me not to back this one again. I think we've backed it now the last three or four weeks. And in terms of the nap, I think we've now on what, five running naps in the last five weeks. Yeah. Mostly them, most of them have been Boshina Corners. So that will be the nap on, on Saturday. Uh, sorry, Sunday, sorry. And that's Boshina to hit four or more corners at um, even money. OK, what about the total match corners in the Boshina game? You've That's something you've touched on quite yeah, a lot. Yeah, we're probably quite lucky last week. We were one corner short um, to hit ten or more. But I'm happy to take ten or more again, given the fact that Dino Mins do rack up some decent corner counts. And one 
Dynamo Minsk are clear favourites in this game. So it'll be interesting to see how Bilshina react to last weekend. Mm-hmm. I think if Bilshina can hit the four or five, then I think the ten plus corners should come in. Should I can't I can't see Dynamo Minsk not hitting five or six corners on Sunday. Okay, have you got a price for that? Uh, ten to eleven, sorry. You know, from a sky bet. But that's nearly four to five. Okay. Okay, and the last game of the weekend is on Sunday at six, and it's third v second. We've touched on Energetic v Shakhtar, um, and you're happy to go against the team with the best defensive record in the in world, <laughs> in, in the universe. <laughs> so uh, yeah, bear, bear with me here. So this is a this is match of the day in Belarus. Should be a cracking game. It's uh, fourth hosting second. Um, both sides tucked in nicely behind Bat Borisov. Form-wise, both sides are flying. I think Shakhtar have now won five of their last six. Energetic, after a kind of sticky spell a month ago, they've now won four of their last five. Um, it's difficult to call. I think the bookies obviously have Shakhtar clear favourites at four to nine, mm-hmm. which to me does look a little bit skinny. Um, but I think there's reasons for that, which I'll get onto in a second. So... Shakhtar have the best defensive record in world football and I'm not going to have anyone tell me otherwise. <laughs> they've kept nine clean sheets now in their 11 games. They've not conceded a goal in 585 minutes. Wow. So it's five and a half games ago since um, they last conceded. And I think Alex Gutor, the goalkeeper, he's absolutely loaded through his clean sheet bonuses. So he's, <laughs> he's having a great time of it. They've only conceded three goals this season, Shakhtar. So three goals all season. Interestingly, those three goals uh, came at home in, in two of their matches. So Energetic are sitting second. They're having a fantastic season, scoring lots of goals. Only Bat Borisov have scored more goals this season than Energetic. And looking through Energetic's last what last month or so anyway, they've scored two or more goals in each of their last five games. So looking at this one, when I saw the prices come out for it, Energetic being so big at five to one, there's definitely value there in Energetic to score a goal. Now it's a Belarus in Premier League. I think anyone to be four to five to score a goal in this league um, is big. But for a team that's sitting second top and scoring goals like they are, I think four to five is worth taking on. And I think at some point as well, Shakhtar can't keep clean sheets every single week. So no. there's probably two or three ways to look at this match. So number one. Energetic are second in the league and they're their merit. They're having a great season. They're playing well. They're scoring goals. And I think it's about time Shakhtar considered a goal. And this probably looks like um, the time that that's going to happen, I think. I think four to five is, is worth taking on. Yeah. In the last the last two meetings, I've actually seen quite a few goals. There was They played each other last April, shared seven goals. And then in September, they uh, shared three goals. So that would bode well for a, a goals bet. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a it is a bit of a risk this one, but I just think based on how energetic have performed this season, um, all good things must come to an end. There's no better time for Gutor to concede a goal than than this Sunday at six o'clock. Yeah, and I think if you're getting four to five when any team you score a goal, then it's got to be worth looking at. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so just a wee reminder that all the stats and data that Greg has discussed there he collects it and it's always available online for anyone to have a look at and you can go to mrfixitstips.co.uk slash Belarus data to have a wee look at that if you want to see the numbers behind some of the selections that he's picked out for us this week 
Okay, so can you just give us a wee recap on our bets for the weekend, then start with yourself, Grant? Yeah, of course. So, got two bets from the Borussia Dortmund Hertha Berlin match on Saturday evening. The first bet is a bet builder, which is Hertha Berlin to score one or more goals and Hertha Berlin to take two or more corners, and that pays four to five with bet three six five. The second bet from the same match is Hertha Berlin to take three or more corners, and that's available at eight to eleven with Sky Bet. My third and final bet from the Bundesliga is from the Leipzig Paderborn match on Saturday where I'm going into Skybet's request a bet market and backing Leipzig to score two or more goals, Leipzig to hit five or more corners and for Paderborn to collect 20 or more booking points and that combination comes in at 10 to 11 with Skybet but be sure to shop around elsewhere. Okay, thanks. And yourself, Greg? So I'm covering four games across Max Day 12 in Belarus. So starting off on Saturday at 2 o'clock, Rook Brest to hit five or more team corners at 10 to 11. And that's with Skybet. And also taking Rook Brest to win the match. Was six to four. It's now looking like it's going to go off probably odds on at what's 20 to 20 at the moment. So probably odds on um, come kick off on Saturday. Just the point on all these matches in terms of the prices, most of these prices are all from Skybet. For two reasons. One, Skybet are the quickest out when it comes to releasing markets for this league. And secondly, they're actually best price. So it's not the fact I'm being lazy and just looking at Skybet. Um, they tend to be best price, but if anybody can find better prices elsewhere, please let me know. Yeah. Um, so moving on to the second game on Saturday at 6pm, it's Dynamo Brest versus FC Minsk. And I'm taking 11 plus match corners at 10 to 11. And I'm taking FC Minsk to hit four more corners also at 10 to 11. Moving into Sunday, two games on Sunday. First of all, 4pm, um, podcast favourites, Bolshina, to hit four or more corners at even money. And that's this weekend's nap. And Bolshina to hit five or more corners at two to one. And the final bet from that game is Bolshina versus Dynamo Brest, 10 plus corners at 10 to 11. And finally, energetic to score at Shakhtar on the last kickoff at 6pm, and that's 4-5, to five, a game with Skybet. Excellent stuff. Thanks very much, guys. Um, now, we have been recently finishing with our quiz um, in the last few weeks. So, last week the question was, can you name the six most expensive Scottish football players? And I think you got two, is that right? I think the answer was no. No, we couldn't. <laughs> yeah, I think we got two of the two Ollies. Two, that's right, two Ollies, Ollie McBurney and Oliver Burke. And any guesses at some of the other ones that are on that list? I think we had um, Ross McCormack, didn't we? Ross McCormack, yep, well done. Morrison, James Morrison? Uh, no. No, no. Did not speak him up? No. Kieran Tierney. Oh, uh, Tierney, Kieran yes. Tierney, yes. And I'll just give you the other two of those. We are Stephen Fletcher and Matt Ritchie who have both gone from 12 million. So this week, I don't expect you to get the answer straight away, so I want you to go away and have a wee think about it. And obviously, if anyone knows the answer to this, please <laughs> let us know on Twitter, um, at Gambler Tips. Who is the only player to have played for four teams that have won the Premier League, but he has never won it himself? Do you want me to repeat I hate, that? I hate these ones. <laughs> <laughs> I'll repeat it. Who's yeah. the or- only player to have played for four teams that won the Premier League 
but he has never won it himself. Now, I must admit, I've been a bit lazy myself on taking that from another site, so I'm just hoping that there is just one person <laughs> <laughs> that falls into that category. But um, knowing the answer, he does absolutely fall into that category, but I'll leave that with you. That's a wee thinker for you for next week. Okay, so that's us for this week's podcast. Don't forget you can follow the guys on Twitter at Browning84Greg and at Slipstips, as well as following our own account. You can always get their tips on MrFixitsTips.co.uk, where Grant's probably got a handful of German games that he's going to be previewing this weekend. Is that right, Grant? Yeah, I've got a fair few games to get stuck into, so yeah, look out for them. And obviously Greg will be posting any tips that he has on the Mr Fixit site as well, keeping his Twitter feed up to date as well. So thanks to Grant for joining us this week. Good luck with your bets at the weekend, Grant. Thanks for having me. And thanks to you as well, Greg, as ever. Good luck to you. Yeah, thank you. Cheers. And thanks everyone for tuning in. And please feel free to share the podcast and we'll catch up with you guys next week. Thanks. Thank you. Good luck. <laughs>